0: Sooner Nation, Longhorn fans, welcome to episode 12 of the Boomer Bevo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. Uh, Kevin, you've got Bama this week.
1: Yes, man. We're fired up too. Let's go.
0: Game of the week. Fox, we're going to get into that. Oklahoma has an ESPN Plus game against Kent State, which I would love to hype it up as being on the same level as getting to play Bama. It's not. We're not going to fool our fans that it is. We'll talk briefly about it. But the mo- the meat of this episode is going to be on Alabama, and, Alabama. The Tex- and the Texas Longhorns. If only Musburger could be calling this game and he could point out the quarterback's girlfriend, we would be fantastic. He um, absolutely lost his mind over Catherine Webb. He lost. He his- did. You know what? And she's pretty. I don't. I don't want to be the guy who talks about girls being good looking or not because I think that can get you in trouble. Uh, I love you, Alice Young. Uh, you are good looking. Uh, but she's. Oh, I mean, she's pretty good looking. But I don't know that he should have lost her, his mind over hey, her.
1: Hey, man. Look, that must be his time because. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know the, su- the swimsuit the swimsuit Miss Alabama type he,
1: yeah he was into it man
0: um uh, you know was what he did the game against you guys yes, yes. yeah okay, yes. that's what I thought that's it was the I game thought. against us and you know what's funny about that though is college football is supposed to be fun and I thought that's yeah. what Musburger always was the best at was having fun and seeing kind of yeah. those the side stories of what the game was like but no people didn't love it uh but we, Oklahoma fans, love that game. Uh, we got the, uh, but before we start, I want to, uh, you notice we've got a runner, if you're watching the YouTube page, asking you to like, and subscribe. I want to make a plea at the beginning of the show. Kevin, we routinely, routinely, the Boomer Bebo podcast receives over 500 downloads on the K-Ref Podomatic page. Shout out to the ref. KREF is started out as 1400 AM in Norman, and they are now have a larger FM signal, 94.7. They're basically statewide. They've created the KREF army that follows KREF. I am pleading to the KREF army who listens to us on the Potomatic. Our sponsor, Brown O'Haver, AKA Alice Young, has offered, I have asked her if she would buy Kevin Miller and myself new shirts, a couple of new shirts that we can put in the rotation for the Boomer Bebo podcast because we're wearing the same Oklahoma shirts all, all the time. We're wear, You're wearing the same Texas shirts all the time. You got a blue shirt on today because you don't even have a new shirt because we're constantly recording. And so she has told me that Brown O'Haver will pay for two new Texas shirts and two new Oklahoma shirts if we can get 100 subscribers to our YouTube page. Sure, what's I'm, some talk- up,
1: guys?
0: I'm talking swag, Kevin. We need a- I- who doesn't need a new OU shirt. If you want Kevin, I don't care if you want Kevin Avenue, maybe you don't want Kevin having a new Texas shirt. If you want me to have two new OU shirts, I need the KRef Army to unite. Get on YouTube. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just subscribe. Subscribe to the Boomer Bebo podcast. We're at 37 subscribers. We need to get to 100 for Kevin and I to get paid for shirts. And we want those People's shirts, Kevin. We
1: appreciate the love. We appreciate it.
0: So we will track it and we will let everybody know where we're at. Um, Our sponsor, by the way, is Brown O'Haver. They, they adjust insurance claims for the insured, not the insurance company. So, give them a call at 405-735-5510 if you think your insurance company has screwed you on an insurance claim. Because, Kevin, what are the odds that they've been screwed on their insurance claim?
1: Almost 100%.
0: Almost 100%. Better odds. The insurance company screwing the insured has better odds than Bama beating Texas this week. Exactly. I don't know what the plus line is, but it'd be like plus 10,000. So... If you've been screwed, you know somebody's that been screwed, you want more money out of your insurance claim, 405-735-5510. Ask to speak to Alice, tell her you heard her on heard about us on the Boomer Bebo podcast and that you want John and Kevin to get new shirts. Um Kevin, we're 4 and 2. We're 4 and 2 before we break down the games. Let's go ahead and pick these games real quick because the spreads are pretty big. So we can make these decisions pretty easily without having all of this information.
1: Yeah, there were some decent games this weekend. Not as loaded as last weekend, but there are some really good games. Yes. So at least on paper for this weekend.
0: For everybody that listens, we pick – Kevin and I both picked the OU game. We both picked the Texas game. And we pick one other what we call game of the week. Uh, a lot to choose from last week. Heavyweights fighting. We went with the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. Both Kevin and I picked that correctly. We took Notre Dame in the points, and we won. This week, Kevin, we have – an interesting matchup. After Pittsburgh beating West Virginia in the opener, it will be Tennessee getting six against Pittsburgh. That is nominee number one. Nominee number two is the offensive deficient Iowa Hawkeyes against Iowa State.
1: Okay, so I was hoping.
0: I was getting three and a three and a half points. How you give a team that only scored? With two safeties and a field goal, a three and a half point favorite. I, I, I don't even know how that's possible. Like, I don't even it was know the a math.
1: Was a I, I don't know. I don't even know the. Who
0: did Iowa Who did they play?
1: Oh, it was, um, uh, it was Northern Iowa, somebody like that.
0: I mean, it's just Northern, insane. No,
1: or South Dakota State, somebody they had no business.
0: But they won. But
1: they, they won. Yeah, they won.
0: Holy cow! Okay, uh, another. I think this is this could be the game of the week. I might be saying that because I have a little SEC bias, but Kentucky and Florida.
1: Yeah, that should be great.
0: I'm Mark's looking forward to it. Mark Stoops looking to pass Bear Bryant as the all-time winningest coach at Kentucky. Did you have I any
1: think, idea before last week that Bear Bryant was Kentucky's all-time wins leader?
0: I assumed he was. I assumed he was because the only other Kentucky coach I could name was Hal Mummy, and I knew he wasn't.
1: Okay, see, I, I just assumed it was him. You assumed it was Hal Mummy? Correct,
0: yeah. He wasn't really there long enough, I don't think. I mean, Mark Stoops has yeah. been there 10 years.
1: He's done a great job, man.
0: Um, This game will be on at the same time as your game, USC and Stanford. Now, USC, is that? The, I thought that was a night game. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Same time as our game. Same time as our game. Um, I don't know if I can stomach flipping back and forth between that game and the OU game, but anyway, it'll be there. Just watch the highlights. And then I think this is an intriguing game the Baptist versus the Mormons, Baylor and BYU. BYU getting Oh, yeah, first.
1: same. Now, that, this game is in Provo, right?
0: This game's in Provo. This is a rematch where Baylor won last year, correct?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: So BYU is looking for a little bit of revenge. Baylor is rolling out their new quarterback, who looked okay last week, but we're going on yeah. the road, big hostile road environment. I have watched a game in Provo. Despite there being a complete lack of alcohol in the stands, still a very rowdy crowd, very rowdy crowd, beautiful Listen, stadium. man,
1: Texas went up there, and we learned who Taysom Hill was that day.
0: Oh. Did he said, never heard of the kid. He set a rushing record for rushing against Texas, right? Isn't that right?
1: Yeah, I, yeah um, he got us twice. He got us in Provo and then in Austin too.
0: Yeah. Well, he's at least he at least he's doing that in the NFL too. True. So you can't true. you know. But anyway, I think it's a pretty good slate. What do you want to pick as your game? I'll leave I'll leave the choice up to you. This is your game. This is your big game week. Who who do you want? Who what do you want to see the pick? Game. Let's go with the SEC. SEC game. Yeah. Kentucky and Florida. Okay.
1: Right.
0: All right. It's minus six to Florida. Florida's favored by six. All right. Now it so o- is in um it's at Kentucky, Kentucky, right? I think it's in Florida. Is it in game Let me check real quick. Yeah, double check it. Double check it. While you're checking that, you want OU in the points, or do you think they don't do you think OU covers?
1: What is this brand 30? 32. Thirteen, I think OU covers.
0: Okay, Kevin and John have OU covering. Uh, Texas, do you cover the twenty, or do you outright win?
1: How about we save that until
0: the end? Fair of our enough. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go ahead and pick it right now before the preview. I don't Here's need to, I don't need to know what you're about to say because I know what I'm going to say. I think Texas covers the twenty. Dude, I don't think okay. I don't think they cover it greatly. I think it's a teens kind of game, but that's a yeah. three touchdown score. Texas is at home. It is going to be hot. I think Texas covers. I'm John is picking Texas to cover. All right, all right. I will let you choose where is the game. It's is
1: it in, in Florida? G- it is in Gainesville. It is Man, in I ho- Gainesville. I
0: hope some kids are throwing up again like last week.
1: Man, look, if it's human like it was,
0: it's another big it's gonna be a physical game again. It looked disgusting. Girls, usually you know, well not just the SEC, but college game always have good girls, good looking girls. They're dressed up, they all look good for the game, especially in the SEC. They wear the nice outfits. They had makeup running, mascara running. (laughs) Guys just looked miserable, body paint was running. It was it was rough. Um Florida getting 6. What are you thinking?
1: I like Florida, man. I like the momentum. I want to see him keep it
0: going. Okay, Kevin takes Florida and the points. I can't go outside the family, man. I'm taking Kentucky. Okay. I I am I taking I- Kentucky, Kentucky to cover. And uh if there wasn't a spread, I'd pick him for the outright win. I think Kentucky's a very good team. I think Who they're a very you good team.
1: If was Mark Stoops ever in consideration for the OU job? No, no,
0: okay. no. What would you have thought about that? Um, he has done a very nice job at Kentucky, but he has not made an SEC championship game. Yeah, and that would that turns me off. Okay, I I think you know has he has he expanded the ceiling of what Kentucky is capable of? Yes, but in a down SEC East for. Except for Georgia. And even then, Georgia's only emerged in the last five years, right? So, even so, correct. for the first five or six years, he had a real chance at, at beating those guys or at least being even with them, you know? And South Carolina's down and Florida's down and Tennessee's down and is Va- Vanderbilt's in the East? I mean, that's just correct. Vanderbilt's in the East. Yeah. Like, beat those teams and figure out a way to get one win against Georgia and make the SEC championship game. And he, he never did it. So that, that was what would have always held me back in endorsing a Mark Stoops campaign for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, those are our picks. Kevin is gonna come, he's gonna bring it with the Texas but That's all we're waiting on, is the Texas pick from Kevin. Um, University of Oklahoma plays Kent State at 6 o'clock Saturday. Apparently, we are striping the stadium and we are introducing LED lights. For the new stadium lights, I think those two phenomenon will be the most exciting portions of the game. Because I think Kent State is going to get lit up by Oklahoma. I think we you will see a ginormous improvement over week one. And I think the game will be over by about mm, eight minutes to go in the second quarter. Anything to convince you I'm wrong? Absolutely not. No. I don't think so either. Uh, they did... Kent State did score 20 against Washington in a 52-20 to loss last week. I think we're better than Washington defensively. I think we'll probably show it. I don't think that they will score 20. I don't think they will get out of the teens. I could see another 13-point game just because you get field goals late in the game. But I think the game's going to be put away. I think Oklahoma covers. I think they cover easily. I think Gabriel is not excited about how he played. I think the offensive line will be challenged. I think Eric Gray is probably taking umbrage at even at, at being considered not worthy of the starting position. I think that there's enough chip on everybody's shoulder to play really well against Kent State and go ahead and get prepared for, um, and go ahead and get prepared for Nebraska. I don't think they're looking ahead. I I don't think Nebraska is good enough for them to look ahead. They certainly haven't looked like it so far, which I'm surprised.
1: I'm a little disappointed, too. I was expecting a little bit more uh, out of them so far. I mean, I'm sure they'll be up to play OU, but so far it's, it's been very shaky.
0: You know, everybody talks about everybody gets OU – or you know, OU gets everybody's best.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And you, will, you will
1: get their best. Now, th- their best may not be anywhere near good enough, but you will certainly get their best.
0: I mean, I we're jumping ahead to Nebraska. I think you're going to get Nebraska's best, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um. We'll get there. We'll get there. Here's the questions I've got coming out of week two. And the first one is, can Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel, succeed in a pass-heavy situation? In our recap, we talked about Gabriel in a very nice, balanced first quarter of run and pass with six of seven, with six of those being in a row. Those six completions were in a row. Then they had two possessions where they went seven straight passes, and he went from six and seven to six and 13, meaning he had – Six incompletions in a sack and seven straight plays. So the biggest question coming out of that is, can he lead the team offensively with his arm? Can that be the thing? Um, I hope we can see some of that improvement against Kent State. I don't know if we'll have to, though. Maybe we run the ball well enough. A corollary to that, Kevin, is can the O-line pass block? I I don't know that it's going to be challenged against Kent State. Yeah, you won't learn much. Yeah. I
1: see it consistently –
0: Based on who you're playing. 100%. So I don't, again, I don't know that this isn't a question that can be answered. Um, but we need to look better than we did against UTEP. Uh, UTEP's not good defensively. And so we got to be able to pass block better. Um, again, back to Eric Gray, Marcus Major. Some are even talking about Javante Barnes when he nearly knocked that kid out. Or he did knock the kid out when he was carrying the ball in the fourth quarter. Who's the best running back? If I'm Eric Gray, I'm looking over my shoulder because I think Marcus Major looked really, really good. Are you hoping for a little separation? You want somebody to take the job? I Here's what I said about Eric Gray, and I'll say the same thing about Marcus Major this, year, this week. Show me a play where the better athlete makes the cut and outruns the defense and scores a touchdown on a long, nice 25, 30, 35-yard running play. I'm not asking for some record-setting run, but, you know, we don't need any more 12-yard – I mean, 12-yard runs are great – that, that I'm not trying to be you know, bombastic or anything weird like that. I'm just saying I want to see a couple runs where our running backs demonstrate elite athleticism, especially when it's compared to the talent they're playing. Kent State is not very good. Eric Gray or Marcus Major or Javante Barnes need to take one to the house. It doesn't need to be a one-yard touchdown score. It needs to be a 31-yard touchdown on a spin move coming out of the back. Just show us some... Show us some athleticism. Show us a playmaking ability. I think that's probably what I'm looking for the most out of them. And
1: think about-
0: and real quick, and that's something that can be answered against Kent State. That that Absolutely. can be answered. Yeah, for sure. If, for if they sure. can make some running plays happen, then I think that shows that one of them is trying to separate from the other. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Are you looking to get the wide receivers more involved this week? Any concern there?
0: I want to see more. I want to see more Mens and Theo Weiss. Um, I thought about the comments I made about Theo Weese, and then since Sunday, I d- decided in my own brain that we need more Mims, and there needs to be more targets to Mims and Weese together. I think those are a dynamic duo. I'm sure a lot of it depends on coverages, and if they're rolling over to cover Mims or rolling over to cover Weese or whatever. Um, but if we can feed them the ball, especially early, and get them some get them some love early, I think it'll help. So, yes, to answer your question, yes. Let's feed the ball a little bit more. But
1: um, – Look, I get it in the first game because we saw the same thing with Texas with Xavier Worthy. I think he maybe only had two catches the whole game. Ah, you know, he still went comfortably. So, but, we're you know, you expect a little bit more this week. So,
0: Well, I think it goes back to that passing game. You know, if Gabriel can be more efficient, if even if he has the same number of pass attempts, right, which is like he had 23 pass attempts in, in week one. If he has those same number of pass attempts but has four more completions, so instead of 15 of 23, he's 19 of 23, and two more of those go to Wheeze and two more of those go to Mims, I think you're setting yourself up for a, a more successful offense down the line, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, you got to be involved. Dude, he he is be, the guy. He is the guy, and he deserves to be recognized – in the elite of wide receivers in the nation, I know you think very highly of him, but I don't know that the that beyond Oklahoma fan, and he's considered as good as some of these guys. So I think yeah. it's a disservice to him. Uh, defensively, can we eliminate the easy underneath throws? I mean, that's the biggest question. And you know, whenever you run a defense, you're going to decide what to key on. Last week they keyed on the run; we're very successful at stopping the run. They didn't allow anything behind them. And so it left some easy underneath plays. I just want to see how they address that. What kind of adjustments the linebackers make and do, you know, because again, Kent State's supposed to be up tempo, you know, quick passes, that whole sort of thing. So same kind of offense we've seen. Will they make that adjustment? That's and that's, and then a continuation of just flying to the ball. That's what I want to see out of Oklahoma Kent state. I think OU rolls. I think it's over by the middle of the second quarter. Score li- mm, 59, 12. Okay. I was thinking around, you know, around 50,
1: maybe 60, 61, uh, you know,
0: 17, yeah. 20. Yeah. I bet the I bet the over, I think I said the over was over under, well, it's 70. Hmm. Maybe I was right on it. Yeah. I think it's like 58, 59 to 12. All right. Now let's get to the meat of this episode. That was an, that was a nice tune-up. That was like the opening com- comedy act for the rock show. Let's talk Texas Bama. I'm fired up for this, Kevin. Uh, initial thoughts on the game before I hit you with some questions. Well, I'm really excited. They scheduled this game, I think, back in
1: 2017 or 18. So the minute they announced it, it was circled on my calendar. So been looking forward to it for a long time. It should be an amazing atmosphere down in Austin. We've got College game day there. Fox's. Is- Big noon kickoff show uh, will be there. So it's pretty cool to see the entire eyes of the uh, college football universe really focused on Austin. It's been a while since um, since that's happened. So pretty you, excited
0: about it. Are you bummed that it's an 11 a.m. kick and not a primetime kick?
1: You know, I am. I am a little disappointed about that. I, and I get it. Fox loves that. That's their, they put their biggest game in that time slot. But, yeah, I think it just would have been great to see that game Uh Under the lights, have all day to tailgate for those who will be attending the game. But you know, it is what it is. It will still be a big showcase game. A lot of eyes on it. A lot of alumni. A lot of. I think everybody's going to be there. So, is it a big A big
0: big recruiting weekend? Are y'all going to try to recruit? Well, yeah. Really, a lot of guys coming in. So the all over the there the the fear there's we're not we're not the Longhorns are not embracing whatever fear of losing. By bringing by not bringing in recruits, you're saying this generally don't make their decisions based on the results
1: of one game, unless you know it's I'm picking Texas or Alabama, and and, you know, sometimes it might base that off the results of a game, but no, I don't think so. I, I think recruits are more focused on you know the atmosphere, how the team competes, how the team interacts with each other, you know, before and during and after a game, more than just the actual results on that field. I think everybody the recruits are smarter to understand where Texas is as a program compared
0: to, to Alabama. So. All right. Let's get into these questions I've got for you. I've put together. These are the, these are the five key questions for you to answer going into this game. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, number one, nobody's picking, Ban- nobody's picking Texas to win. And I don't know if you're going to pick Texas to win, uh, but nobody's picking Texas to win. With that being the case, what does success look like for Texas in this game? Well, you know, I really want to see them compete, right? First of all, don't be scared.
1: You remember back in the early 2000s, you know, when Teddy Lehman and those boys would take the field against Texas and Texas almost seemed to lose the game before it even kicked off?
0: Yes, I remember I'm those fondly.
1: Yeah, I remember. No, no, no more of that. No, there's nothing to be afraid of. Just go out and play I want to see them compete, go out and, and swing. You know, I yeah. want to see the same – go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Now, I want to see the same mindset that they came out with last year in the Cotton Bowl. Now, ultimately, right, they didn't have the horses of what it takes to close out and win that game, but they came out smack as soon as riding them out from the opening kickoff, right? Yeah. 28 points in the first quarter. I want to see that type of effort. I want to see that type of, uh, of battle, uh, from Texas, going up against them. Nothing to be afraid
0: of. No you know, we talked about we talked about this offline earlier in the week. and I, I've always thought about this when Oklahoma goes up against a, a team and they're the underdog. Um and sometimes it's bared out and sometimes it hasn't this this thought. But nobody that's playing, especially starting for the University of Texas, was not the alpha on there. High school football team. These are some of the best football players in the country. And whether you look at recruiting rankings or whatever you want to look at, it doesn't matter. These dudes have played a lifetime of football. And they are not scared of playing the University of Alabama. I hope not. I I hope they're not, because I don't I don't think they should be. No. Uh, if you took the jerseys off of all of them and lined them up comparatively, you wouldn't tell who's an Alabama player and who's a Texas player you just wouldn't well well positions. maybe, position, some maybe Bama's defensive line um yeah. but uh you know I'm just I'm just saying though that Texas Texas has to have the mindset that they compete that they can compete with them they have to yes yeah if that if they, if they don't what is Texas doing? Yeah, why? Why did show up? Come on, and, why, and so I just—I always find that fa- fascinating, though. And it usually bears out more in basketball, which is obviously easier. I mean, more a one player can have a greater impact, you know. But you, you see it in the tournament all the time. But you even see—you know—kids aren't. Nobody's ever scared of playing Duke anymore. Nobody's scared yeah. of playing Kentucky in basketball because they're like, dude, I played ball for fifteen years. Like, I come on, yeah. like I—I can—I can ball with these guys. And I think a lot of that is the same for football. I just think. I think it's a culture issue, at least for Texas right now against Bama. They're not where they need to be from a culture perspective. But.
1: No, no, the culture is still building, you know, and we've seen. I mean, Nick Saban got to Alabama back in 2007. It took him about two, three years, and then they've been rolling ever since. Yeah. Texas is still trying to build their culture, still trying to get, you know, their top guys
0: in. Okay. So. Success looks like if you if you see a team that isn't scared, if you see a team that has heart and is competing. Is that fair? Correct. Yeah. Okay, number two, question number two. What type of loss though will concern Texas fans?
1: Oh, if I see a team that goes out there and, and, and quits, kind of lays down, if they're losing, you know, 49-3, like we saw Georgia and Oregon, that would that would concern me.
0: Yeah, we can't have one of those. Um. Yeah, I, I. mean, This isn't the type of game. I mean, nothing, nothing can happen in this game that affects Sarkeesian's job, though, right? I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah. I think that kind of loss. I, I, I I'd hate for such a thing as a moral victory to to ever be said about either one of our schools. Quite frankly, um, I yeah. save that. I save that for like Oklahoma State, but I think that a moral victory is squeezing out a 14-point loss, you know? Like, yeah, if yeah. you think – to me, if they can keep it a game going into the fourth quarter, that's all. That's like a win, you know?
1: It is. It, it is. But – This is a team that's picked by everybody to win the national championship. Almost everyone picked Alabama before the season to win the national championship. It's even different than the LSU team from – 2019, Texas played them as well as anybody all season. But here's the thing, though. When we played them, we didn't know that they were going to end up being one of the greatest teams of all time. Right. We knew they were good, but, you know. And if your
0: defensive coordinator doesn't blitz eight players oh, yeah. uh, on game, third. third team. God. Yeah. Oh, is Okay. Question number three for the listening viewers out there. What position group for Texas is in the most peril of being outmatched in this game? It's got to be the
1: offensive line, man. It's got to be.
0: Look, they're starting two
1: true freshmen. Now, they're talented freshmen, especially Kelvin Banks, the left tackle. He's a future NFL guy, right? But he got it. It was his first career start last week. And now he has to go up against Will Anderson, I mean, Bo Anderson has 17 and a half sacks last year, 34 and a half tackles for loss. This guy is amazing. And then if they switch him, they got Dallas Turner, who as a true freshman had eight and a half sacks. So this is what he'll be going up against all game long. So there's no, even if you double team Will Anderson, which I'm sure they will, you got to deal with Dallas Turner. If you have a, if you have a uh, second, go on YouTube later
0: just Google
1: Dallas Turner highlights. This dude's unreal. This where was he?
0: Where did he play high school ball at? Uh, Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the problem when you play Bama is and I, they're four down linemen, aren't they? Or are they three down linemen?
1: They, they're three with um, the two edge guys. Uh-huh.
0: Well, regardless, they can get to the quarterback with four guys. Yeah. And it just makes them so much more dominant defensively. They're just able to get they're able to get there. So yeah, you're right. If you can't double team and everybody else is a one-on-one matchup, it's it's just really it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it is. Um conversely, question number four: what position group is the best matchup for Texas?
1: Art right, the running backs. Bijan. Yeah, exactly. I mean he's the best player on the football team. I would like to see him use out of the backfield. He can run routes now. They don't use him to run a ton of routes, but he can. So I want to see Sard maybe scheme him up against some of those inside linebackers and
0: test them and see how those guys can cover one-on-one. Does it make you concerned that your first answer is that the position group most in danger is your offensive line, but then the one with the most matchup potential is your running back? Like, are those well, kind of? Are they kind of? of go ahead. From a pass
1: protection standpoint, is where I'm really concerned about. Okay. The offensive line, you know, just blocking those two freaks they have on the edges. Going forward, as far as run blocking, I'm not as concerned. You know, is protecting the quarterback.
0: I've always subscribed to the offensive theory that you've got to run at some of these fast dude. You got to run at them. Yeah. Um. Anderson, Turner, you, you've got to attack them at the point and, and almost negate their athleticism. When you start trying to run away from them, it makes them more athletic, right?
1: Typically, it, I would agree. Typically, I would agree, but I'm telling you, well, Anderson is really good against the run too, man. I mean, this guy takes on offensive linemen and pushes them into the backfield and makes so they, for loss on running back.
0: Do you expect to see an attempt at a lot of screen game then? Is that what you're I kind think
1: of – I it's going to be a lot of quick game, a lot of screens, a lot of misdirection. Just try to get these guys caught out of position, you know, and maybe use their aggressiveness against them because, yeah, these guys – these are talented guys. But, again, they're not unbeatable, right? It's not like you can't make plays against them. We saw a and beat them last year. They struggled against Auburn. They struggled against LSU – Last year, we saw what Georgia did to him with the national championship game two of moments,
0: too. So. Um, this is not one of my questions, but is there, uh, how's yours feeling about this game? What's the What's the buzz on the internet and the message boards about yours and having to go up against Bama? You know, yours is an interesting guy.
1: He seems really even, keeled he doesn't get too up or too down. He just seems to have the same deal. So, you know, I, I don't think he's too nervous or too excited. I think he's just going to go out and play. So hopefully, you know, he lets it rip. Now, look, he cannot turn the ball over, right? That's, that, that's can't have,
0: can't uh, have <laughs> throws,
1: you know he but,
0: he didn't he didn't he show propensity.
1: that
0: he didn't show that propensity in game one. In game one, you know, true,
1: but you know, second throw, second throw of his career, mind you. You know, it's yeah. a little bit different than Dylan Gabriel, right? We've seen Dylan Gabriel for three years now. Yeah, you know, so this is literally his second college attempt. Still working out the butterflies. Actually, I think he'll be much more relaxed in this game than he was, at least in the beginning of the last one. Once he settled in, he was
0: great. Here's question number five. This will this this kind of gives you an opportunity to wrap all of this up in a bow. If Texas wins, all right, that's a big if. If the Texas Longhorns pull off one of the biggest upsets in a very long time. What the heck happened?
1: Well, we had a great turnover-free game from the offense. We hit some huge plays, deep shots in the passing game. We blocked the punt, had a special teams touchdown, and a defensive touchdown. Wow.
0: Yeah. So basically what you're saying, I mean, and this is fine, I mean, we're, we're We talk about it all the time that we want to be realistic about what the game is going to play out in front of us or what we think it is. But basically, what you're saying is it's going to take Texas playing a perfect football game, almost a damn near perfect one. I mean, really, right? Bijan's going to. I you didn't mention Bijan running for 150. I think if y'all win, he's got to go for 150. Yeah, I mean, he's going
1: to have to and break out some big runs too. You know, I'm excited to see him play against them. I really am.
0: In the SEC, who does it, who does the SEC have that compares to Bijan? Anybody that they went against last year? Wow, you know I don't know because Georgia has some super talented guys,
1: but they never had the one guy. Yeah, like that. I mean, I think Georgia had three five-star running backs on their roster last year: James Cook, Kendall Milton. You know, both those guys are five-star running backs. They just don't get the volume carries enough to really know how good they are. Sure. You know? I think maybe Najee Harris a couple years ago is maybe that type of guy. Bijan, I think he's that who, type of
0: player. Who was on Bama's team? Of course. Yeah.
1: But as far as who they face, man, off off man, there's no one really I can
0: I can think of. Okay, Kevin. The time has come. We're 35 minutes in. I let you delay this as long as possible. I pick I picked Texas to cover. I think they lose the game but I think they keep it within the teens. Kevin Miller, on September 7th, 2022, what do you pick your Texas Longhorns to do against the University of Alabama? I
1: pick Texas to also cover. I think the score will be something like a you know 41 24 type.
0: That's that game. So you're expecting the defense – it looks like you're putting more of the loss on the defense than the offense. Yeah, I just think in the fourth
1: quarter, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I think they're going to bust a couple of uh, big plays. The thing about going up against a team like Bama is, you know, maybe front line against front line you can compete, but when it gets down to the fourth quarter and the depth really starts to show, I I think that's when they'll really pull away. I think they'll, they'll try to keep it close. As long as they can. But once you get really into the third and fourth quarter is when I think they start to pull away.
0: What's the temperature forecast in Austin?
1: You know, I don't think it's actually going to be as hot as we thought. I'm thinking it's going to be upper 80s, maybe.
0: Let's look. I'll look for it. Let me check in real quick.
1: I got it right here. Let's see. Okay. On Saturday, kickoff is at 11. Yeah, man, it'll be in the lower to mid 80s. At kickoff. Really? The high, is, the high is ninety-one in Austin on Saturday.
0: That is fortunate.
1: Yeah,
0: the, it is. The hotter it is, the worse it is the worse uh the worse it is for Texas. Just you're just not as deep as they are. Yeah. So if anybody starts cramping up or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that's not too bad though. Those guys, they're twenty they're twenty one year old guys. They they're fine. That's nothing. You know, also for
1: Bama, um Jace McClellan, you remember him? Remember that name mm. for OU fans? He's a running back out of Alito, Texas. He committed to uh, to OU.
0: Yes, yes, him? yes, yes. For
1: like three years, a few days before signing, they flips to Alabama. So, um, Texas thanks was for recruiting him too.
0: She just decided to bring that up just to
1: kind of like get a little dig. Oh well, we can do the same for Texas, man. They've got how about the Myers twins? Remember those guys? Five. Yeah. Five? Well, Tommy was five-star lineman, you know, their dad played for Texas. You yeah, know, well, he's they're playing for Bama now, him and his brother. Also Jalen Milro, who was their backup quarterback, who was very talented, by the way. Um, he was a Texas commit and flipped to uh under Tom Herman, he flipped to uh to Alabama. So we probably won't see him unless if we do see him, and that means the game is really going good for
0: for Bama. Unless you unless you see him really early. Um I got to tell you, man. I uh, I'm looking forward to this game because I I kinda we need to know we as a as a podcast and as a conference and as fellow schools with you that are going to the SEC. I mean, it's a measuring stick game. We we've got to know where we're at compared that. Bama is the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, every they're the gold standard in college football, right? I mean, everybody's aspiring to be like them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Georgia. Georgia, yes, Georgia won the national championship, and well done, Bama is the best, and we've got to see, we we have to know that we can compete, and I, if you're if you're an Oklahoma fan and Bama wins forty nine to three, it doesn't matter what we do to Texas on the second on the second Saturday in October. It just doesn't, because it's not going to be that. And so yeah. I think we've got to see Texas compete. Yeah. Am I crazy? Is that a weird take? Uh, no, I, I don't
1: think so, man. You just want to see. You know, it, that's why I'm, I'm excited. I just want to see what they look like out there. I, I don't expect them to win the game, right? But I want to see what they do. I want to see, first of all, what, what Sark teams up against Pete Golding, right? Obviously, yeah. Saban and Golding know Sark, and Sark knows them. So I'm just really excited to see. Like I told you, I trust Sark, his scheming, well, his play designing. I, I'm just fascinated, man,
0: to Just see how it looks. I, I think if you want any chance of winning, it's got to go through Bijan Robinson. That's just my – always. I, it just has to. I, and I don't – you know, and maybe that – and he might not – he probably isn't enough. But any chance of winning goes through him.
1: I Kevin, I'll big plays, too, to Xavier Worthy. And Jatav- watch out for Jatavian Sanders, too. Uh, tight end, where's uh, number zero. He's a very athletic tight end. The best tight end Texas has had since Jermichael Finley way back in 2007.
0: I saw him make a play against, uh, against ULM, right? He made a touchdown, didn't
1: he? He did, yeah.
0: Because when I saw it, I thought, what's Overshawn doing on offense? Because Overshawn's yeah. zero also, right? Right, yeah. They
1: need a big game from him as well. He played great. He played the best game of his career in game one,
0: so – We'll we'll see. We need more of that from him. Kevin, dude, listen, I'm excited for, I'm excited for this game. I think it's, I think it's going to be a hard test. I just, I really hope Texas shows up. I hope they show up and, and demonstrate that we can still play some football in the big 12. I mean, it's not an indictment on Oklahoma, whatever happens, but a competition, you know, a competitive Texas is, is, is a good thing for the conference and a good thing for Oklahoma. Um, what else you got for me, man? Man, that's it,
1: man. Again, I'm just looking
0: forward to seeing
1: a lot of these individual players, you know, follow recruiting heavily. So a lot of these guys on both teams, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them go out there and compete and see who
0: balls out. All right. Kevin, good luck. Good luck Thanks. to the University of Texas. I think you will need every bit of it. And to the University of Oklahoma, if I am not able to kick my feet up and watch um, office reruns in the second half of this game in between commercials, I'm going to be really pissed off. So,
1: so Sooner fans, you guys got to be excited to not have to be dishing out
0: 60 bucks this weekend, huh? <sighs>
1: having to find an illegal stream.
0: Yes, but I had avoided ESPN plus Plus. For as long as I could, you know, and I felt good about that. Like I was raging against the machine by not having ESPN plus. Okay. So part of me feels a little icky about having to, having bought ESPN plus yet. At the same time, Saturday's game will, will most likely make it worth it. It'll yes. make it all
1: worth it, man. And you
0: get, they have good content mm-hmm. on there.
1: Check it out. You guys have a behind the scenes show. It's, I, it, I was watched it. I was,
0: I was watching. I watched Oklahoma soccer the other day. We got killed by the team we played, but I watched Oklahoma. Speaking of Oklahoma soccer, big shout out to Zach Selman. I saw Zach Selman, assistant Zach. athletic director.
1: Okay, now
0: which Selman son is he? He's Dewey's son. Okay. I got a hug from Zach Selman, and I'm just going to tell you, man to man, it felt amazing. Did you like feel it bad? felt, yeah. it felt really good. Like he's got a firm yeah. hug. Yeah, I felt, I felt cradled yet masculine all at the same time. It was fantastic. Well,
1: there's no better way to feel, right?
0: I don't think so. So, Zach, if you're – I'm sure Zach listens to the Boomer Vivo podcast. I mean, I'd be surprised it's if he doesn't. Um So, thank you for that. Uh But his dad was on um – you'll know his dad because none of us are old enough to have watched him play. But he, he was on the, the uh, 30 for 30. He was the guy that was recruiting Marcus Dupree that went to live – When they sent to Philadelphia, Mississippi. Dude, listen – you said, it, you said it best. You think the NIL is the wild, wild west? Yeah. Try football recruiting in the early 80s. I mean. Texas and Oklahoma sending a coach to
1: live in the town of a recruit. That is unreal. It, I, just, I can't I, believe that.
0: I mean, you can't even imagine it. I, and no. I guess Billy Sims flew in on a private plane and walked into the cafeteria with a fur-lined coat and his Rolex on. And, you know. And you know the you know the person. I think Earl Campbell made an appearance. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine having Billy Sims and Earl Campbell on the recruiting trail for you? I mean, that's yeah. anyway. If you haven't seen it, speaking of ESPN Plus, you can go and watch 30 thirty thirty selection. Watch the best that never was, Marcus Dupree yeah, story.
1: Nothing is always worth a rewatch.
0: You know what? There are some that are, and it is. I'll tell you one that's not the Allen Iverson one. I couldn't get through it. It was like three hours of, meh. and I love Allen Iverson, and they made him boring. Anybody that can make Alan Iverson boring is a terrible filmmaker. But the best it never was, fantastic. All right. This is it for the week two preview. Kevin, where can they check us out at?
1: Man, everywhere. Of course, YouTube. And on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like. We appreciate it.
0: Ref Army, step up and subscribe. Kevin and John need shirts. We need new shirts. Yes, thank you. Kevin, have a great week. Boomer. You too, man. Hook him.